0: Improving the health of our community through compassion and excellence in health care services, Henry Mayo New Hall Hospital brings you another informational podcast. It's Your Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Heart Association, each year about 800,000 people experience a new or recurrent stroke a stroke is a medical emergency prompt treatment is crucial early action can minimize brain damage and potential complications we're pleased to announce that Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital has earned the get with the guidelines stroke gold plus quality achievement award and also qualified for recognition on the target stroke honor roll this award recognizes Henry Mayo's commitment and success in implementing a high standard of stroke care by ensuring that their stroke patients receive treatment that meets nationally accepted evidence-based standards and recommendations Congratulations on your GWTG Stroke Gold Plus Target Stroke Award, Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. My guest today is Dr. UV Greywall. He's a neurologist and a member of the medical staff at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Greywall. Tell us a little bit about stroke. What is it and are there different types of stroke? Yes,
1: um actually there's two major types of stroke that's out there and uh y- you know, thanks for having me as well. Um, I think it's very important that we um Uh, educate the community about stroke because there's treatment out there that we can uh, give within a certain time period. But a stroke in of itself can occur either when a blood vessel in the brain ruptures or is blocked by a clot. So we have two major types of stroke out there. One is called ischemic, and that's usually when you have a blood vessel that's blocked off by a clot, and the other is hemorrhagic, and that occurs when a blood vessel ruptures and you have more of a bleeding occurring.
0: So are there some symptoms or signs or precursors? Let's start with those before we even do recognizing a stroke because time is brain and we want to know how to recognize a stroke right away. But are there some precursors? Are there some things that people should know about risk factors for a stroke?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, in terms of stroke itself, 80% of strokes are due to risk factors that can actually be uh, controlled and prevented. Um, Some of those major risk factors include blood pressure. So it's incredibly important to keep uh, blood pressure under control, as well as um, other risk factors, such as cholesterol, controlling diabetes, increasing your physical activity and keeping control in terms of excess weight. Uh, There's also um, activities such as smoking, which can also increase your risk factors for stroke. So all these are preventable potential risk factors for stroke that can reduce your risk in the long term.
0: So if somebody is having a stroke, what should they or a loved one recognize about this moniker that you doctors use to recognize a stroke very quickly? What is that?
1: Yes. And and actually, it's uh, one of the uh, mnemonics that's been released by the American Heart Association and Stroke Association to look at some of the main signs and symptoms of stroke. And that mnemonic is called FAST. Um, The F in that stands for face drooping. So if you notice maybe in one of your family members or loved ones that one of their fa- sides of their face is drooping or that side has become numb, that can be an indicator of stroke. And it, sh- and it should be noted that this is a focal deficit, so it's going to be one side usually. Um, the A in that mnemonic of FAST um, stands for arm weakness. So is one arm weak or is it numb? Also, S stands for speech difficulty, and in that we're looking to see, is the speech slurred? Are they unable to speak? Are they hard to understand? Do they have difficulty understanding what you're saying to them? Um, these are all kind of signs of stroke. And the last um, uh, letter T in that mnemonic of FAST is it's time to call 911. Whenever you have signs of face drooping, arm weakness, or speech difficulty, it's very possible that someone is having a stroke.
0: And if they call 911 immediately when they recognize the face, arms, or speech, what can EMS do for them in that interim on the ride over?
1: So if if they're suspicious that the stroke is being caused by a blood clot, they can administer aspirin. They can also get your blood pressure under a certain degree of control if it's severely elevated. Um, So these are things that you know the the first responders can do in order to reduce the future complications of an event.
0: And then what happens at the emergency room? What do you do for someone that you suspect is having a stroke?
1: So in the past it used to be that when somebody came in with a stroke, it was your the treatment was primarily geared towards preventing future ones. Um, Recently, however, we've had a lot of advancement in terms of the field of stroke. So there are certain treatments that can be given immediately uh, once the stroke starts. The usual time window for those treatments is about six hours. If if you come in within four and a half hours, there's a clot busting drug that is now uh, released called IVTPA that can be administered. And that's been shown to reduce the amount of disability associated with stroke. Um, and with most of the studies, it uh, shows a significant improvement in terms of disability. Another thing that can be done is a clot removing procedure called a thrombectomy. Uh, that can be performed within six hours of onset of stroke. And what that is, it's a surgical technique that's used to physically remove a large blood clot from a blocked artery in the brain. Um, and that's something that can be done within six hours. So all these are two new Uh, treatments in terms of stroke that um, someone who comes in early enough is able to receive. And that's why we generally recommend someone come into the emergency room right away when they have these symptoms of stroke. Also, if the stroke is caused by a bleed or a hemorrhage, there can also be other surgical procedures that can be done to reduce that impact of bleeding and prevent potential worsening of symptoms. And uh, just as an example, something like a subarachnoid hemorrhage where you have bleeding from an aneurysm, that aneurysm can be coiled or clipped, Uh, something like a subdural hemorrhage which can be caused by trauma and bleeding outside of the brain that can be evacuated with a surgical procedure. So it's very important that time is of the essence when somebody recognizes symptoms that might be consistent with a stroke that they get treatment right away and not wait for it to potentially go away.
0: Dr. Graywall, people have heard that if you think someone's having a heart attack, you give them an aspirin. And you mentioned aspirin with EMS. But if we don't know the type of stroke that it is, giving an aspirin to someone you love that you think is having a stroke could have detrimental effects, yes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why when you come into the emergency room for a stroke, one of the first things that you'll have done is a CT scan of the head. And that's, that's really to look at what type of stroke is going on. Is this a bleed or is this caused by a clot?
0: So then what's afterlife like for someone that has had a stroke? Do they start physical therapy and occupational therapy? Can they help improve some of the neurological deficits that might have occurred during their stroke?
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, once a stroke has occurred, the most important thing is to identify what the cause of the stroke was and to work on optimizing those risk factors that may have caused the stroke. So, Like I was talking about before in terms of those major risk factors for stroke, anyone that's had a stroke will usually get the full workup in terms of determining what risk factors they have and getting them within a a certain reference range to prevent future strokes or prevent that particular risk factor from uh, being a problem in the future. Um, One of the things that your doctor will most likely do in the event that you had a stroke is to look at, first of all, a brain MRI, um, as well as some of the vascular imaging of the carotid arteries and some of the arteries that go to the brain to see if there's any major blockages there from which a stroke might have occurred. Um, Also, we'll check uh, a marker of diabetes as well as cholesterol to ensure that those are under control. We'll also get an echocardiogram of your heart to see if you have any heart defects, which may predispose you to stroke stroke. After all that is done and we've optimized your risk factors, really the thing to look, look at going forward is physical therapy and occupational therapy to try to get your brain to readjust along and improve some of the deficits that you may have suffered as a result of the stroke.
0: Are you at risk for a second stroke if you've had one?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. So anyone that's had one stroke is at a higher risk for future strokes. And that's why in these individuals, it's very important to identify those risk factors and get them on the proper medication for prevention. So in somebody that, um, you know, has very bad uncontrolled diabetes, it's important to get that diabetes under control and to place them on a blood thinning medication such as aspirin or Plavix. And in the case of abnormal heart rhythms causing stroke, like atrial fibrillation, to put them on a stronger blood thinning medication like Coumadin.
0: So then wrap it up for us, Dr. Graywall. What is your best advice for people who think they might be at risk for stroke? What would you like them to know about hopefully preventing it in the first place or recognizing those very important symptoms that they need to know?
1: Well, I think the most important thing is to go to their primary care physician or their, or their doctor and to ask them to be tested for some of the risk factors for stroke to ensure that their blood pressure is under control, they're not smoking, they don't have diabetes, their cholesterol is under control, and they keep a, a relatively active lifestyle. And in addition to that, um, to keep in mind those symptoms of stroke that I was discussing earlier, FAST, the face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty, And if they see that or they feel like they're undergoing one of those symptoms, to get care right away because there are things that we can do if you get into the emergency room fast enough.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such important information for listeners to hear. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. And for more information, you can go to henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.